Steel Hat. Anyway, happy holidays to everybody, and I hope you're having a, a good holiday season full of love and joy and all of that other sort of great stuff. Um, as you can see, my regular co-host isn't available at this point in time, and I don't even have Al the Bear anymore because apparently that caused some controversy, but I talked about it in the last podcast. Um, today is so in the news, because I like to do a little bit of the news, they're talking about Kyrie Lake and about the uh, the show, the trial that's going on there. Apparently another election was stolen, it was given or whatnot. And I'm just going to come right out and be my disgusting Sigma male self. Do you really think it's going to make a freaking difference? Like, I mean, you know, there's an old saying, if, if voting worked, they wouldn't let us do it. Do you think, even if she wins and by some chance she becomes the governor, do you think it's going to make a difference? Seriously. I mean, what I don't seem to understand is today's idea that the response to, too, to government that is too big, to government that's very invasive in your life. I mean, we've got uh, surveillance capitalism going on. Like, I mean, there's cameras, there's stuff all over the place. They're tracking you, facial recognition software, you name it. And somewhere in twisted logic, you think that the solution to that is more government? No, it ain't. Here's something for you to think of over the holidays. Right now, everybody is screaming about freedom of speech. I mean, they're going nuts. Okay, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. And the first thing I'm going to say is, nobody's managed to shut me up. Like, I think freedom of speech is important. It's because it's part of the way that I make my money. I'm a pornographer. But I flip people off on the street. I say whatever I want. I mean, I go out and you're looking at a guy over here. I got a superpower because I'm a freaking pornographer. I was at a businessman's meeting and I could literally say whatever the fuck I wanted to say. And I am just, boom, people stepped aside. And that was it. I mean, you know, there was a few people that thought things were kind of, you know, uh, shall we say a little too hot to be around. But by and large, it was that. So, yeah, I don't think freedom of speech, once you get off the freaking internet, is in any shape or means under attack. I mean, you're looking at these companies and so forth. And that leads to me to the next thing. What makes you think technology is good for you? Seriously. And I'm going to say this to young men out there. All right? I'm going to use my own life as an example. You see, I didn't set out in life to become a porn star and then to later go on and become a freaking pornographer. What I wanted to be when I grew up was a mechanic. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. So I had to go to college. Now, I kind of fast-tracked into college. And I started off in computer science. Well, that didn't last for more than two years. I walked into... See, I can I code? Yes, I can code. My partner will be the first one to say, yes, I can code. But what takes him five lines of code to accomplish... I'm clocking in at 500 lines, okay? Whatever is in his brain is not in mine. Or maybe I got something that's blocking it in my brain and he doesn't have it in his. I don't know. 
point of the matter is, if there was ever a doomsday scenario, and you've heard me say this in other broadcasts, if there was a doomsday scenario and you needed somebody to write a piece of code to save the world, and I was the only guy available, you better start praying, okay? Because the only chance you got is whether or not the Almighty's going to come down and say, hey, wait a minute. Because I, I suck at it. I'm more of a hardware kind of person. I like to get my hands into things. I like to talk to people. And that's where my strengths are at. So I met with the department head because I was having problems coding. And the problem that I had in computer science from day one was that A, they expected you when you walked into university to already be able to code. And yeah, I kind of did, but like I said, I was bad at it. I was really weak at coding. And number two, it was math intensive. Which led me to think, is there any real computer science going on in this? Like, I mean, I'm learning trigonometry, I'm learning calculus, I'm learning... I, like, I mean, the, the difference, I could have easily have had a double major. And I think a lot of guys at that time were getting double majors in mathematics and computer science because there was just so much math in it. And yes, mathematics is important to understand how to use computers. But when I think of science, I think of something a little bit more involved in that. There's different aspects to these machines. I mean, you've got everything from electricity going on into them to circuitry to wires to the whole bit, and that was almost never touched upon. So when I sat there and I walked into this office, and he was a very arrogant man, and everybody was talking about how brilliant this man was, and he would get up in the lecture hall, and he'd give this big freaking damn thing about we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Everything it was that he talked about was pie in the freaking sky dreams, like we're going to never, never land, okay? And really, the last lecture that he gave me just before I went to his office, and it wasn't me personally, it was the class, was all about the new coming paperless society. So when I went to his office, the first thing I discovered was I couldn't find this bastard's desk because of all the freaking damn paper. He had paper everywhere. He was the most disorganized person that I'd ever seen in my whole freaking damn life. And when I went to talk to him, okay, I, I guess I omit a certain pheromones. You should click the link below and get pheromone-infused soap. Because when I walked into that guy's office, I was... The scent of alpha male pheromones was coming off of me. And it makes everybody nervous when they know that there's an alpha wolf in the room. So, help support this podcast by clicking the link in the description below and buying some pheromone-infused soap from Grondike. It's going to help you to get the women. And as your confidence gets up, and I will always say this, okay, women are great for confidence, okay? If you're going to put notches on your bedpost, okay, if you're going to be like a fighter pilot ace and you're going to put a stamp on everything, another one, another one, better than another one, better than another one, that's going to increase your IQ, not, it's going to increase your IQ because you're going to learn how to talk to him, but it's also going to increase your confidence. And with a little bit of confidence, that might just give you the motivation to get your butt into the gym and start working out so that not only will you smell like an alpha male, you're going to start acting like one. Anyway, how do you like how I worked that commercial into, into that right there? Okay, Grondike pheromone infused soap. See, I made it entertaining. So as I was saying, 
I walked in and he was nervous. He couldn't look me in the eye. He was twitchy. And as I put it, you know, I come from the old neighborhood, okay? And what I mean by the old neighborhood was I was raised in a very poor place, you know, where uh, guys got beat by their parents. Um, when I was seven years old, I had a girlfriend. She was two years older than me. When my mother found out that she was talking to a boy, she, she did some pretty brutal things to the girl. I saw the scars. One of the things she did was she tore the antenna off of her car and she whipped the girl across her back. So there was big welts and then she turned around and she put cigarette butts out across her freaking abdomen. So that just gives you a rough idea of the neighborhood that I grew up in. So when somebody can't look me in the eye when they're that twitchy thing, I automatically don't trust them. And I had an epiphany at the moment. It was the early 2000s and I, sat, I stood there and I said, Oh my God, they're going to turn the keys of the world over to these assholes. And lo and behold, look what we're under here. Okay, look at the crap that's going on with Twitter. Look at the crap that's going on with all of freaking social media. It's created a very divided society. When I was a kid, there used to be people who sang. I used to hear it in TV programs, United We Stand, Divided We Fall. We knew there was different ways of looking at things, but at the end of the day, we all said, fuck it, we're American. You know, the attitude, hey, Top Gun said it. Iceman, because, you know, the movie, the new movie came out. I watched the old one. Iceman looked in the face Maverick, and he said, you may not like the people that you're flying with, and they may not like you, but who the hell's side are you on? And Big Peck has been very good at making sure that we don't get along even on that level. I mean, this is America. You don't have to like your neighbor. But damn it, which country are you here? If you're not going to root for the home team, get the fuck hell out. Okay, there's a lot of stuff that people say. But I've learned a few things in my travels in this world. There's a hell of a lot worse out there. And we are still a shining beacon of hope in this world. And I guess that's kind of my holiday season New Year's speech. I don't mean to be a lecturing kind of guy. But that's it right there. So I look at all this stuff with what's going on in the politics. And I say, you know, the biggest problem that we have nowadays, and I'm not going to lie, just too much fucking government. And the corporations are just too damn big. And we don't have capitalism now. What we have is corporatism. Plain and simple. Okay? The government isn't interested in doing anything for the people. They're only interested in the corporations. And why? Because every one of those fucking politicians in there, the frickin' criminals, the corrupt. Okay? Democrat, Republican, you're seeing it right now, they're talking. Okay, rhinos, Republicans and names only. Are they saving you? Are they bailing you out? No, they ain't. They're just going along with the status quo. Yes, do this. Yes, do that. You know, even the whole big, huge conflict that's going on with Pooty up there. How much do you want to bet at least 50% of this, what's going on up there, is all about laundering money? It's just a theory. I don't know. But what's the big interest up there? We've already heard, oh, there's biolabs, there's this, there's that. Oh, let's just be honest. These people are just in government. They're not there for you. They're not there for me. We don't need them. 
they're there to rob the place blind. And that's what's going on. So my whole prediction on this Kari Lake sort of thing, A, I don't think anything's going to come out of it. Okay? Media isn't going to report on it. There's going to be no public uh, uprising again against it. And there's not going to be a public uprising against it because, and I'm going to take the shot here, Americans have become too stupid and we don't stand for anything anymore these days. I mean, if somebody did hypothetically steal an election, then I would imagine that both sides would be pissed off because if one side could do it this time, another side's going to do it next time, right? But I don't see this making any difference. I just see this is just going to be... It's just going to fade away into the night like nothing ever happened. Personal opinion. And everybody's going to say to me, what's the solution? Well, the solution is ignore the bastards. So, freedom of speech, it's still there. It's just not online. Participating in a popularity contest, personal opinion, every four or five years, depending on what nation you're in, doesn't make you free. What makes you free are these two freaking rights. And these are the most important rights in the world as far as I'm concerned. And they're, they're probably the only rights that are exempt from Voltaire's rule. One, the right to be left alone. That is more important than anything else. If you're not bothering anybody, you're not hurting anyone, you're not doing anything to anybody, you should have the right to be left alone. Free from government interference, free from police officers, free from everybody's comments, etc., etc. The right to be left alone. And number two, the right to go wherever the hell you want to go. And it seems to me these two rights are under the most assault. Because why don't we take a look at what the uh, 2020, the two-year sniffle, global sniffles panic. And you know what I'm talking about. And yeah, that's kind of why I'm saying it that way, because we don't have freedom of speech. I don't need any censors. Two-plus years, the global sniffle panic and they're still trying to bring in cards, and they're still trying to bring in identity, passports, whatever you call it, okay? So if you want to go someplace else, if you want to board a plane, if you want to leave, you're going to have to prove that you played the game that they wanted you to play. You can't just get up and walk away. I've always put it a thousand times, and what's going on in the border right now proves it. The borders aren't there to keep anybody out. They're there to keep you in. That's what it's about. Don't kid yourself. And if things get bad, you got to start to ask yourself, and I'm becoming like one of these freaking preppers right now. Where the hell are you going to go? Just, 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 just let that sink in. This is a first world nation. We manufacture this technology. You think you're going to crawl off into the woods? You might be able to hide for a little bit until some freaking drone comes along, spots you, and then they're going to dispatch law enforcement. There goes your right to be left alone. What are you doing here? Who are you? No. Find a place. Go there. That's where you stay. That's the game that goes on. You know it. I know it. 
And like I said, they're exempt from Voltaire's rule. And if you don't know what Voltaire's rules are, okay, Voltaire's rule is basically your rights are absolute until they start to infringe upon the rights of another person, okay? That means I can say whatever the hell I want, whenever I want, wherever I want. And I'm using freedom of speech as an example. But I don't go into a freaking damn movie theater and start screaming fire. And people trample each other in the panic and run out. Okay? Because my right to say whatever I want now infringes upon somebody else's rights. Namely, the right to be left alone. See that? See how I snuck that in there? Everybody in that movie theater is sitting there in their own little world watching their movie or whatever it is. They've got the right to be left alone. If I decide to be an asshole and I run in and I scream at the top of my lungs, fire, and people trample each other in the panic, I have infringed on their right. But there is nothing that the right to be left alone does to anybody else at all. I mean, Voltaire's rule does not apply. The right to leave. And I've seen a lot of this go on because there's been a lot of people, if you don't like America, leave. Good luck with that. Because you know what happens if you're American and they find you in another country? They send you back here. Just let that sink in. You can't leave. The only people who get to leave, and this is the reason why we have illegal immigration, and I'm going to offer a solution for this, because it's the end of the year, and I suspect I'm not going to get a lot of views for this, so I won't get a lot of flack. Immigration is just a rubber stamp for anybody who's got enough money. When you go to meet these border guards, we're in the day and age, okay, where we're supposed to look at the character of people, but that doesn't happen when you cross a border. Right? And I'm sure they'll give you all kinds of reasons and whatnot. I don't do their job, so I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to talk about the system itself. The system favors the elites. End of. And as George Carlin once put it, it's a private club, and you and me, we ain't in it. Now, the solution the immigration situation is one give these people a chance to come on over here and prove themselves make them pay taxes that's the first thing I'm gonna say you know they're gonna come here anyway all right this is where now all of a sudden conservatives hate me okay like I said I'm in nobody's camp I'm not a liberal I'm not a conservative I'm a fucking anarchist okay my whole outlook in life is that of a mercenary I look out for myself so I'm just throwing this out here in the ether. Debate it amongst yourselves. What I would say is this. Let them come here. Let them walk right up to the border guard and say to themselves, I'm coming here to look for a job and to settle in. Let the border guard put a stamp and let them say something like, you got 90 days or you got six months. Go ahead. Let them go get their tax numbers. Let the employers hire whoever they want to hire. End of. Okay? Make them pay the taxes. But make them pay a premium on their taxes. Make them pay 10, 20% more. They'll pay it. I guarantee it. They will pay it. And then what you do is you go to the citizens of the United States who were born here and you lower their taxes by a similar amount. 
Well, well the government's got to make some money. So let's say you charge, you, you tack an extra 20% on to the immigrants coming over here, and then you turn around to American citizens and you give them a deduction of 15%. That way, Shylock, the government, gets its pound of flesh, the immigrants get to come in here, and you get a tax deduction. As for citizenship, I got the simplest approach. Two things. One, you've been here 10 years, you haven't caused problems, you haven't gotten parking tickets, you haven't freaking damn done anything stupid, no drugs, nothing to that effect. Tack it on, maybe you did some freaking damn, you know, volunteer work. Go volunteer at a street kitchen. I do. Or I did. Do something for the community. Okay? Show that you want to be part of here, okay? But zero convictions, zero problems. Alright? And number two. Learn the fucking language. And I'm going to say that's not an attack on any particular race whatsoever. I'm an anchor baby, okay? I know the situation. My father was an immigrant, okay? And he would have been the first one to say, learn the fucking language. You're here. Learn it, okay? Want. But, you know, they don't want to do that. Because the politicians are making money off of this. You know it. I know it. They're lining their pockets on it. Okay? They're keeping themselves in power. There's just so much corruption going on these days. And maybe that's my ultimate beef with socialism. Because, like, I mean, I was living in a socialist nation. I lived in a socialist nation for over a decade. And, and, and as I'm quick to point out, if it hadn't been for the global sniffle panic, I was cruising into retirement, a nice early retirement Okay, Hamilton Steele would have never popped his head back up. I liked being in the obscurity, just doing my thing, manufacturing the porn, being a relative nobody. I was quite happy. But, you know, things didn't work out, so here I am. I had to dust off an old stage name and get back to work. Well, on to better things. This is a podcast by a pornographer, and I should discuss something that is slightly pornographic-related. One of the things that has bothered me lately is, in the early beginning, this podcast was being uploaded to X-Hamster. And everything was going good for a little while, but a handful of podcasts were uploaded, and suddenly... The podcast got said, pending review. All right. So how long is review? I wrote them a couple of times. It was over a month. And then I just finally said, the hell with it. I went on to another site. Let's take a look at a different site. So, you know, this broadcast now is uploaded on X videos. It may not necessarily be the best place for it. But, you know, uh, let's be honest, okay? When you're, when you're a pornographer... You're not exactly well-liked in mainstream areas. And if people find out who you are, like, I mean, the moderating team or whatnot, they will find a way to screw you over. It always depends on who's on the other side of that computer. So, went over there. And haven't had a problem with them since. Okay, X Videos has been quite good. Uh, you know, I'm very respectful towards what these guys do over there. I'm not a fan of PornTube sites, but, you know, they've kind of become grandfathered in. They've been here for a while, and uh, we'll just have to deal with it. They're our version of YouTube, right? So, I was looking, and I got curious just a couple of days ago, and I took a look back at the original site, X Hamster, 
And surprise, 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 it's still pending review. Over six months later, it's pending review. So I wrote a letter to support. And I says, have you guys noticed that it's still pending review? And I get 48 hours later, roughly, a letter back. We've never specified a time frame in which to review something. And I'm like, you know, one of two freaking things is going on here, okay? Either, A, you're that freaking incompetent, okay? You don't have some freaking monkey sitting here reviewing anything, okay? You're just like, well, what's the case? Or number two, you just don't want to come out and tell me to take my freaking damn podcast and shove it up my ass. Surprisingly, okay, I would not have a problem if you told me to go fuck myself. I do business with people every freaking damn day that tell me to go fuck myself. I prefer that you tell me to go fuck myself as opposed to freaking yanking my chain. Time is money. And like all sex workers, and yes, I'm a sex worker, my time is at a premium. Okay? What I do with my time is very important to me. And I got better things to do than worry about whether or not somebody likes me. And to that effect, just get to the point. If you don't want my podcast, tell me to go away. But I suspect they're playing this game where they're just going to be nicey-nicey, leave it in review, etc., etc., and whatever the freaking case is, because they want me to come back with the hardcore stuff so that they can make a dollar off of it. Well, guess what's not going to happen? It ain't going there. And guess which site I'm now actually going to make sure that I watch like a hack to make sure that none of the stuff that I've ever produced ends up on it. See, it is old school to be like this. But maybe that's what being a businessman is about. And maybe in some ways that's what being a man is about. It's about being stoic. It's about being blunt and to the point and not pussyfooting around something. We don't have to play these games. You know, if you like me, great. If you don't like me, I don't care. But if we're going to do business together, okay, if I got something that you think you can make a dollar from, and I think that it might be mutually beneficial to me to do business with you, then who the hell gives a fuck whether or not we like each other? You know, this is what it is. Right back to that whole analogy, what I started off this whole thing with. It is what it is, right? The world has gotten kind of fucking nuts and whatnot. So maybe with a little bit of luck, 2023 is going to be a much better time. We'll have to wait and see. Um, how things are going to play out, I think a lot of that's going to depend upon the American people. Either we're going to finally get sick and tired of being lied to and we're going to face the truth or well, I was going to say America will fall but as it stands right now I'm going to come right out and say something very controversial America has fallen it's now just a question of whether or not we rise again from our ashes okay that's that's what it really is here so We'll see. In the meantime, 
take care of yourselves and understand this all respect has to be earned including self-respect and what you need to do at the end of the day is you need to learn to respect yourself and you do that by a being honest with yourself Gotta tell yourself who you are. You gotta quit lying to yourself. You gotta stop living in denial. You gotta be able to look in the mirror and see your face, warts and all. And B, by testing yourself, by doing stuff. Especially if you're a guy. Because that's what we're all about, isn't it, at the end of the day? We're out there to struggle. We're never supposed to have it easy. And there is no Garden of Eden, no paradise. There is no certainty in this world. There are no promises. We don't even know how long we're going to live. So my hope is that everyone who is listening to this podcast is back here listening to it again when we get ready to go into 2024. All right, folks. You take care of yourselves. Give your honeys, your lovers, a big kiss from steelhard.com. Ciao.